0: NFL, we get one first round pick. I can coach at USC and I get ten. USC has nine five star recruits. Oh, leads, Just nine? Yeah, just nine. Oh god, well they're gonna But that
1: that's five more than any other team. That's not fair.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep you posted on the Michigan uh decommittals and recommittals up to national signing day. That's gonna be it. For us here on Extra Points, tune in Tuesday through Thursday for the Daily Sports Report and this Friday at seven for game of the week. For everyone in the studio, we'll catch you later. Go blue. You are listening to the number one source for Michigan sports, WCBN 88.3 FM Ann Arbor. If you are an undergraduate who would like to get involved with the sports department, email us at sports at wcbn.org.
1: You are listening to your home for Michigan Athletics. 88.3 WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Located on the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain, Hunwick has it. Forward to Tambellini. Tambellini. he'll shoot. Save there and the rebound comes to Hunwick. Six seconds remain, Tambellini shoots and scores! It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6 5 lead.
0: You are listening to Sports on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, where Red Berenson knows that the bar is pretty high. Indeed. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley.
1: And I'm Jim Dwyer.
0: And uh, I don't know who wrote George Bush's speech. I missed it, actually. I was uh, actually at the Michigan Theater, saw a very interesting documentary. Uh, I think it was called Encounter Point, but it was about the... Uh, Oh, shall we say the, the, the workings of ordinary people uh, in uh, the occupied territories in Israel that uh, seek reconciliation uh, and pursuance of the peace process? And uh, the uh, one of the co makers of the film took questions afterwards. Hmm. Now it's my understanding that this uh, movie will actually be back uh, in the area in May as part of the Jewish film festival uh, somewhere in the Detroit area, so you may want to check this out. Uh, basically what it does is it humanizes the tragedy of, uh, of violence and war, and of course on MLK Day, um, I think that there's always sort of two uh, sort of equal um, issues that MLK uh, brings to our attention. One is equality, and one, of course, is nonviolence. And nonviolence uh, is something uh, sorely lacking uh, here in the United States today, uh, with uh, Bush uh, sort of pursuing a, a, a policy of escalation, or as Condoleezza Rice put it, augmentation. Um, I thought of all the... <laughs> Breast augmentation clinics around the Detroit area when I heard that uh, comment. Um, She, of course, got it grilling. And I think that's what's important. Uh, Elections do matter. Uh, Even last week, just one week uh, into the Democrats' uh, control of Congress, we actually heard some tough questions being asked. We heard uh, some accountability being demanded of uh, these administration officials. The free ride is over. The free passes are over. Do not pass go, do not collect 200, but do hire Fred Fielding. Uh, that was a very interesting development. He apparently is an expert, by the way, and I'm getting a little off base here, but we can get back to MLK and the issues of equality and nonviolence in a second. But Fred Fielding is a subpoena expert. So hmm. look for uh, Fred Fielding, who actually ironically was on the 9 11 Commission uh, to uh, fight congressional. Subpoenas, And, of course, different chairmen have different interests in uh, where they're going. Uh, It was interesting that, for instance, Patrick Leahy, the new uh, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, is very interested in getting down to the bottom of the torture policy of the administration and how it developed over time. Uh, He's requested documents um, with respect to how this uh, policy was developed by President Bush, Who apparently, uh, shortly after 9 11, uh, on the uh, advice of a a very junior um, Justice Department official, John Yu, signed in September of 2001 um, CIA authority to set up detention centers outside the United States and outlined, quote, interrogation procedures. And, of course, a second memo that Leahy is interested in is a 2002 document by the legal counsel at the Justice Department, which uh, gave the CIA specific legal advice about interrogation methods that would not, quote, violate federal statutes on torture. But we've seen that that's a sham. And uh, Bush's speech was uh, grim, uh, for once, he sort of admitted some uh, mistakes and blunders, and at the same time... He didn't say sorry, though. Didn't say sorry. He uh, left this dangling, uh, nonsensical thing where mistakes have been made. The responsibility rests with me. Oh, really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Indeed. Statement of the obvious. Uh, but I guess even this late data statement of the obvious, uh, that's about the best he's going to be able to offer. And the obvious has been staring the uh, country down and sucking uh, vast quantities of cash and uh, human suffering into the vortex of oops.
0: Yeah. And, of course, this idea that this is some new policy is uh, really also a bit of a sham. Um, The timeline on troop deployments is really just repositioning troops. Right. Um, Which, interestingly, is a democratic plan. How Bush and some of the Republicans continue to get away with this idea that they don't have a plan is uh, baloney. First of all, they don't need to have a plan. They're not responsible uh, for positioning troops around Iraq. Uh, President Bush is, and it's refreshing that six years into his presidency, he uh, may finally understand that. But if you look at the uh, recent chronology over the past year, the United States... uh, Injected seventy two hundred troops uh, into Baghdad uh, in July, late July of uh, last year, and an additional uh, fifteen to seventeen thousand troops in October. So, uh, well,
1: it's important too to remember what were the immediate consequences of those mini surges. Exactly, uh, increased violence.
0: Yeah, and as military experts point out, even if you put an additional twenty thousand. Troops have to rest. It's effectively really only putting an an additional 5,000 troops on the ground in Baghdad. And uh, Anbar province is continuing to escalate out of control, uh, contrary to the assertions that Bush made in his uh, speech. So we give him a brain damage award for phony accountability. Um, Oh, my. Breaking news, Condoleezza Rice has decided to resuscitate the Palestinian-Israeli peace process six years into the Bush presidency.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, not very hopeful that the uh, first new sort of way forward, to coin a phrase, yeah, um, is to suggest that the Palestinian uh, Authority accept an interim state with temporary borders. Well, this idea is proposed by Zippy Livni, the Israeli foreign minister. So this is the new proposal. Uh, Take whatever the Israeli foreign minister has uh, on top of her desk and go with that. Um, Who's going to accept an interim state with temporary borders? I mean, uh, security for all is obviously a concern. But... uh, I think this quote by Ahmed Youssef, advisor to the Palestinian prime minister, said of Ms. Rice, she said she's here to listen, but the situation needs movement, not listening. What about Israel's release of the money, the easing of movement, the removal of checkpoints? Uh, even on these issues, longstanding grievances and a real burden on uh, everyday life for regular Palestinians, um, the quote continues, even on these issues, she hasn't come with anything new. He's referring uh, to a promise by Israel to release $100 million, uh, which is a portion of the tax revenue that Israel collects on behalf of the Palestinians, but has been withholding since Hamas came to power early last year. Israel has withheld more than $500 million during this period. Well, it's easy to see how uh, I mean, there's been all sorts of hardship, and now there is... Uh, Real tension between uh, Fatah and Hamas, and of course that plays into Israel's favor. Um, so it's really been in their interest uh, to kind of turn the heat up, uh, punishing people for voting as they did uh, for Hamas, which was, as we've noted, you know, months ago, more of a protest vote against the ineptitude of uh, Fatah than it was an endorsement of you know all of Hamas's positions. Um, But this is, I don't expect any new advances or uh, a serious attempt to address injustices and insecurity uh, concerns uh, from Condoleezza Rice on this matter.
0: Well, not at all. I mean, she's uh, window dressing uh, for the appearance of uh, some sort of diplomatic effort. Over the holidays, incidentally, I was uh, able to read uh, Jimmy Carter's new book, uh, Palestine, Peace, Not Apartheid published by Simon Schuster. Carter, of course, is formerly president of the United States. Uh, He's written many books. And this is not some radical uh, track that's uh, apparently motivated 14 individuals in recent weeks to resign from the Carter Center in protest over this book. We'll give them a brain damage award. Uh, Jimmy Carter is uh, in the middle, uh, so to speak. And I didn't bring my own notes in from the book, It's a quick read, but I'll just quote uh, briefly from a uh, review in the Los Angeles Times. Palestine Peace, Not Apartheid is a brisk read, offering a primer on Middle Eastern history and the roots of the bloody conflict between the Israelis and Palestinians. The author, who uh, contracted to write the book two years ago and finished it only recently, assigns responsibility to the conflict to both sides— but his bottom line sentiments are clear. The so-called roadmap for peace has failed, he writes, because Israel has been able to use as a delaying tactic uh, endless uh, w- series of preconditions that can never be met. And the United States has been able to give the impression of positive engagements in a peace process, which President Bush has announced will not be fulfilled during his time in office. So this is exactly what's going on. And, of course, at the heart of the real problem are the settlements. And it's important to remember that the American government since the sixty-seven war, and we're going to unfortunately approach the 40th anniversary of that Indeed. later this year, uh, has given Israel about $200 billion in economic and military aid, and this has allowed the settlements to continue unabated and this is at the heart of the problem now there are obviously varying conflicting proposals but at the end of the day israel is in violation of u.n. resolutions on regarding the settlements and nothing of substance is ever done about it and uh, how do you suppose this plays
1: uh, in the rest of the world Uh, we've just talked about uh, condoleezza rice's new uh, proposal Um, Rejected by Abbas. Uh, And in today's Zayn Arbor News, you can read that uh, the Israeli government today published plans to build 44 homes in Israel's largest West Bank settlement, violating a pledge to the United States as Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice was in the region on a peace-seeking mission. Uh, (laughs) This doesn't make her look very effective, and uh, it looks... Well, uh, like the Bush administration is being played for a bunch of chumps with a lot of slack in the leash or something. Um, freezing West Bank settlement uh, construction is a key element in the long stalled roadmap uh, plan for the Middle East, uh, which both Israel and Rice championed vigorously in public statements during her three day visit. Well, champi- champion vigorously in public and make agreements to uh, reinitiate uh, the expansion of settlements. Uh, At the same time, Uh, later, of course, Rice will be attending a Israeli-Palestinian summit in Luxor, Egypt. Uh, I'm sure this matter may come up there as a topic of discussion.
0: Indeed. But uh, don't hold your breath on any progress, because I have never actually had any sense that Condoleezza Rice is really qualified to be Secretary of State. I think she's in way over her head, Um, just doesn't have the (laughs) cajones.
1: (laughs) Or the credentials, or the background, or the experience. I mean, she was a Soviet Union expert for a major petrochemical concern. That's her background.
0: Right. And ironically, my father actually met Condoleezza Rice uh, before she was famous, back when she was uh, provost at Stanford. Uh, And he's, of course, uh, an expert in European history. And he found her expertise on her alleged subject very questionable. I think that Condoleezza Rice, at the end of the day, is sort of a paper pusher. She's an efficient bureaucrat. Visionary, she's not. And um, she's obviously, I hate to say this, been used as a token uh, face for the notion that the Republican Party has a big tent. Um, Look, here's a black woman who's a Republican. Yeah. And, of course, the notion that she's even mentioned as a presidential candidate is is shocking. Ludicrous. I would uh, like to see her put under oath and asked uh, a variety of questions about 9-11 security failings that really were her responsibility at some level. All the books uh, indicate, by the way, that uh, the early six months of the Bush administration back in 2001, they were engaged in those weighty subjects like, uh, you know, stem cell research, prohibiting that, uh, pursuing Star Wars, you know, the anti-missile technology that uh, always a popular classic. Yeah, it was going to make America safer I want and some nest that, feathers quite frankly, downplaying the issue of terrorism big time, Uh, although uh, even Donald Rumsfeld uh, acknowledged uh, in the early months of the Bush administration that that could be a problem. But uh, it obviously wasn't taken up by the National Security Advisor. And this reshuffling of the Bush uh, cabinet uh, people is uh, indicative, I think, of how... (laughs) Ineffective, uh, the Bush administration will ultimately g- be judged by history. Um, too many people are grilled for their position on abortion, for instance. Mm-hmm. This was a major concern uh, in the early years of the American occupation of Iraq. Uh, the uh, Bush people in the provisional authority government under Paul Bremer wanted uh, either top-notch uh, sons and daughters of, of, of GOP donors and uh, people were asked uh, what their position was on abortion and tax cuts rather than any particular expertise on the Middle East Um, so this uh, continuing incompetence of uh, this administration is remarkable but uh, should never be ignored well I see you have a picture of Dick Cheney there the the man that told us right after 9-11 that it may be necessary to go to the dark side. <laughs> Do we have to operate in the shadows? In fact, he's speaking to us now from the shadows.
1: Over the weekend, uh, Dick Cheney, also known as the Dark Lord, uh, appeared on his favorite uh, media outlet, uh, good old Fox News, um, with some fairly bizarre assertions, the the legality of which uh, seem highly dubious. Um, He defends efforts by the Pentagon and the CIA to obtain financial records of Americans suspected of terrorism and espionage, calling the practice a, quote, perfectly legitimate activity, close quote, used partly to protect troops stationed on military bases in the United States. (laughs) What in the hell is he talking Uh
0: about? Uh
1: Basically, uh, the Pentagon has, according to him, crossed no legal boundaries in issuing a letter uh, to various banking institutes uh, independent of the FBI. There's nothing wrong with it or illegal. It doesn't violate people's civil rights. And if an institution that receives one of these national security letters disagrees with it, they're free to go to court to try to stop its execution. Oh, okay. That's good. Banks are not required to hand over the information, but Pentagon officials say that uh, financial institutions usually complied. Well, gee, if you're trying to do business under the Bush-Cheney regime and you get a letter from the Pentagon, you're probably going to be interested in replying to that. Uh, And yet, by law, the Pentagon and the CIA are barred from any domestic law enforcement, as most Americans know. So, um... The Pentagon has no authority and can't, you know, back up these letters with any pursuant legal action. It's basically a scare tactic. Now, Cheney says that these letters are valuable for protecting American forces stationed at hundreds of bases in the United States. Again, what in the heck is he talking about here? Is he talking about the people who go down and protest out in front of the School of America's? in opposition to the long-standing uh, practice of training all sorts of military henchmen from
0: uh, points south in the ways of torture. Well, Well, and also, I mean, what what American troops have ever been attacked on military bases here in the United States? Except by each other. By other American troops. And if they're looking at financial information, maybe they should be looking at some of these uh, loan companies that, of course, uh, rape and pillage the uh, troops themselves with oh, these uh, yeah. uh, financial loans uh, with uh, interest that can never be repaid. But, yeah, I mean, this this idea that the Pentagon under Cheney and Rumsfeld, because we should remember that they are Castor and Pollux uh, of the of the mine, so to speak, and yeah. they've been pursuing, well, now that Rumsfeld is gone, uh, Yahoo, but uh, they've been pursuing... Uh, For the first six years of the Bush presidency, this independent Pentagon intelligence group that interestingly, of course, on the run-up to the Iraq War, developed intelligence that contradicted the CIA's intelligence that was used, of course, to justify the war itself, including such weighty issues as weapons of mass destruction. Uh, nuclear program, uh, yellow cake, all those familiar frauds that were perpetrated by the Pentagon intelligence. The bottom line, uh, as we've learned from the history books and from various documentaries, is that Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld did indeed go to the dark side um, by consistently lying and abusing intelligence information. If the intelligence conflicted with their worldview or their policy goals, they uh, sort of uh, went down to the CIA or FBI or whoever and told them to look again at the intelligence. Uh, You don't have the right answer for us. Probably Uh, standing there going, yep, and uh, Scooter Libby, look again, apparently uh, about to go on trial tomorrow. Uh, One of Dick Cheney's key aides was uh, also involved in the Mm -hmm. intimidation process, and we're learning repeatedly, that it was the abuse of intelligence by the Pentagon and by Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld and George Bush and Condoleezza Rice that uh, put us in this big old mess that we're in.
1: And if Dick Cheney is so interested in the spending practices of Americans, quote unquote, suspected of terrorism, well... I bet you there's a few Americans out there who are interested in obtaining some records on Cheney himself, like, Mm -hmm. oh, for example, the secret meetings with the energy concerns back in the early days of the Bush presidency. And everybody has apparently forgotten the uh, incredible uh, situation in California at that time, the uh, rolling blackouts, the uh, shortfalls in electrical supplies and the speculation in those markets. Um, Dick Cheney was in on all that. As was
0: Enron. Uh, yeah, and, and, that you preceded
1: know. their big fall,
0: of course. Yeah, and, and the Bush administration amazingly uh, put a top-ranking Enron official on the uh, energy, uh, federal energy uh, um, agency that was involved in regulating uh, the, these sorts of practices. Uh, it's incredible. And so it, let's investigate those secrets. Th- those are the secrets we're interested in. Uh, and as for all this... Uh, Oh, the repeated mantra of of, uh, of Bush and, and, uh, and Cheney. You know, Bush in the last part of his speech said, in these dangerous times, uh, yeah, what danger? All these terrorism cases that we've uh, come to know and love uh, have produced so uh, few results, and there's so few actual terrorism. I mean, even this uh, so-called dirty bomber case, uh, Padilla, you know, he was tortured for several years. They're trying to get him to confess. Uh, he was apparently a high school dropout that uh, I don't know uh, had <laughs> allegedly some expertise in nuclear. You know, it, it's just not—it's nonsense. I mean, many of these public cases, and these, these, of course, are blatant violations of constitutional law by the Bush administration. Um last i knew you were you were if you were an american citizen supposed to at least get a day in court no days in court for padilla and i don't know what he is what he's exactly guilty of or what he's done but uh it sounds like some of the practices uh employed at these uh what cia detention centers outside uh of america that bush uh, authorized back in 2001 uh, are still problematic uh for america's uh shall we say, declining perception around the world uh, were not held in the greatest of esteem for a variety of reasons.
1: Yeah, one of the other crazy uh, lies uh, that's widely promulgated about this war, and you'll hear it from Republican representatives as well as from the naive uh, bumper sticker uh, sloganeers, that uh, we've, we've got to fight the terror over there so that it doesn't come over here. We're fighting for freedom. I mean, there are actually people who,
0: I think, believe that. Yeah. and uh, Ignoring the fact that Iraq, for instance, had no Navy or Air Force uh, even before 9-11. Right. And that they've been (laughs) routinely bombed
1: by us for 12 years now. Effectively uh, partitioned. And that, in, in fact, we are technically already still free here. I mean, uh, y- you don't fight for your freedom elsewhere. Um, that's a specious argument and, or a fool's trap. And it's just uh, another example of the way in which, you know, things like new way forward, the uh, marketing of all of this ultimately is, uh, I mean, that's where the real history of this administ- administration will, will fall is failed marketing campaigns. Um, they've their ideas have all fallen flat um what's most interesting about it all is the techniques and the uh, publicity stunts exploited uh to promote their falsehoods
0: yeah and and they of course ignore the mere fact that it's it's the fact that we are quote over there that's creating uh, additional terrorism problems uh maybe one of the most un- overlooked uh Issues involving that is, is what's actually going on in Pakistan. Uh, how fascinating that we have this uh, recent resignation of Negroponte. Mm. Uh, he's been reshuffled back to the State Department uh, to apparently serve as Condoleezza Rice's uh, tutor. I don't know what he's going to be doing over there, but you know he's the great uh, intelligence genius that had to reorganize American intelligence. Um probably wasn't qualified for that job to begin with uh probably uh as lame as he is his whole history is uh, in the state department but you know colosad goes from ambassador to afghanistan to ambassador to iraq now to ambassador to the u.n you know this shuffling of the neoconservatives yeah. is uh, tiresome and it explains of course why bush uh hasn't changed his world worldview of about anything uh Where's Brownie
1: now that we need him?
0: Yeah, he can admit responsibility all he wants, but uh, what's he going to do about it? Right. Um, Of course, uh, over the weekend here in Ann Arbor and really throughout a big chunk of uh, our country, uh, it's been the freezing rain. It's been that weather that's on everyone's mind. And, of course, recently there have been a number of... uh, international studies just just to quote a few uh and this is another example of how far uh, the bush administration has strayed from reality last year was the warmest in the continental united states in uh, in the past 112 years capping a nine-year warming streak unprecedented in historical records stated uh, the 10th of january um the government said tuesday and of course uh It attributes it to burning of fossil fuels. Then, of course, uh, in late December, we had a giant ice shelf that has snapped free from an island south of the North Pole. Scientists citing uh, climate change as a major reason for the event, the Ailes um, ice shelf. I don't know if that's uh, Alger Hiss's uh, (laughs) ice shelf up there in uh, in the North Pole. Uh, That was his alleged... Codename and Venoma. <laughs> all 41 square miles of it broke uh, clear 16 wow. months ago uh, f- off the coast of uh El-Zamir Island, about 500 miles south of the North Pole in the Canadian Arctic. By the way, to give you an idea of what 41 square miles is, that's roughly the size of Greater Ann Arbor. <laughs> so if you uh, go out to Briarwood and get in your vehicle and travel all the way up to Plymouth and Green and then all the way down the freeway and back to Briarwood and drive that circle. That's roughly 41 square miles. So it gives you an idea of how big it is. (laughs) That's a pretty big chunk
1: to break free. Uh, Here's another uh, startling uh, bit of information from the recent Harper's Magazine. Scientists said that phytoplankton, the tiny ocean plants that make up the base layer of the food chain and are responsible for half the photosynthesis on Earth, are suffering a persistent decline because of ocean warming. Arctic sea ice will almost disappear in summertime by 2040, predicted the National Center for Atmospheric Research. And geologists uh, geologists said that global warming might cause shallow deposits of frozen methane to melt, thus
0: accelerating climate change. And, of course, the significance of the disappearance of Arctic ice, uh, it will not... Uh, affect sea levels as Antarctic ice will. Of course, if a chunk of ice breaks off of land, as this Ailes sh- sh- ice shelf did, that will affect uh, sea levels. But what it does affect is a thing called albedo.